Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So glad you are all here tonight on this beautiful, hot Saturday. It is June 5th. Can you believe it? We are already in June 5th. It seems like time just is speeding up. And we are going to be meeting and be together in our new campus very soon because it just time just goes so fast. It's just before we know it, we'll be all together. Um, amen. 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 Um, so we've been talking about uh, teams this, this last week, uh, about teams and how uh, teams function. And we've been looking at different biblical examples of that. Um, as every different pastoral team member has talked about the different functions of the teams and different stories and bringing them out different aspects. Um, I will go ahead and continue that story. Uh, and and um, of course, I'm going to end on a positive note. And then uh, next week, you're going to look at teams from a very positive perspective. These are positive teams that actually worked. So we're looking at teams that failed this last week. And uh, we'll be looking at teams that actually worked. And, and what were some of those uh, attributes, those characteristics that we see that are uh, important for a successful team and that, and that we can kind of glean. Um, you know, we are all teams. Uh, you and your spouse, that's a team. You and your kids, that's a team. You and your coworkers, that's a team. We don't realize it. We don't think that way. But believe it or not, you, there's more teams in your life than you realize. Um, and so, again, these are very, very invaluable. And the body of Christ is a team. You're working with a group of individuals, each one with their own unique characteristics and diversities, and they bring all those lipid aspects into um, each other's lives, and they enrich the body of Christ, and they all bring their gifts to the body of Christ. Some people are gifted in hospitality, some are gifted in giving, some are gifted in uh, kindness, and, and we all kind of bring all that together and make this amazing, amazing um, um, body, this group of people that, that God designed. God designed. Um, again, I want to look at um, the uh, the ministry here. Uh, we're we're going to look at the, the team is is of brothers, uh, Jacob and Esau. Um, and so I do want to go ahead and kind of dive into it. Uh, we're going to read a little bit of scripture, but but it, it's it's critical for us to see it uh, in order to be able to um, kind of grasp and pick some things out that uh, are characteristics of these teams. Um, so we're going to look at Genesis chapter 25, verse 29, uh, Genesis chapter 25, verse 29. Um, and here is Jacob. And again, Jacob grabs the heel of Esau. Jacob is the younger one. Esau is the older one. Um, uh, what is culturally accepted is that Esau would be the serving the young. I'm sorry, Esau, uh, Jacob would be serving Esau. However, in this particular story, um, Esau I'm sorry, Jacob grabs the heel of Esau. That's why they, they called him Jacob, means uh, heel grabber. And, um, and the prophecy that we see before we get to chapter 25, verse 29, is that ultimately Esau is going to be serving his younger brother, Jacob. Um, and, and we see here uh, one particular story, and it's going to be chapter uh, 25, verse 29. Now, Jacob cooked some stew. And when Esau came in from the open fields, he was famished. Again, they're older. I'm assuming maybe maybe in their 20s, their uh, late teens. So Esau said to Jacob, feed me some of that red stuff. Yes, this red stuff, because I'm starving. And I am reading a net version, just so you're aware. That is why he was called, he was also called Edom. But Jacob replied, first, sell me your birthright. Look, said Esau. 
I'm about to die. What use is the birthright to me? But Jacob said, swear on oath to me now. So Esau swore an oath to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and lentil stew, and Esau ate and drank, then got up and went away. And, Esau, and so Esau despised his birthright. He was mad about his birthright. He probably was mad because he just sold it just for a bowl of stew. The proper thing that should have happened is that Jacob should have just offered food to his brother. Um, <laughs> this is your brother. Why are you Why are you charging your brother to eat something? Uh, I, I I don't understand that. You're not a very good brother if if your brother has to give you something in order for you to feed them, uh, especially if you have plenty. Um, obviously, we see a breakdown here. Um, Jacob is not being a good brother, nor is he being uh, practicing hospitality. Um, he should be offering. He should have been the first to offer Esau food. Um, and so obviously this is a very bad part of the team is that he's, he's trying, he has an agenda. Jacob has an agenda and he wants what he wants and he's going to get it from Esau in order to give him something. Uh, a success to a team is that you all contribute, um, hoping for the best outcomes, but you're not really looking for personal gain here. This is, this is what's best for the team. This is what's best for the body. This is what's best for God. Um, even if he does not bless me, even if I don't get any blessings, I will still serve him. I don't serve Jesus because of the blessings. I don't serve in the body of Christ for all the blessings and all the great things. I serve in the body of Christ because that's what I'm called to do. Um, and so you don't have this expectation of having to get something all the time. I mean, we we, we Americans, we like something. We got, we. we we, we can't get enough people vaccinated, so we're doing lotteries. We're giving millions of dollars away in lotteries saying, okay, and people are signing up left and right. So it's so we like getting something in return. If we're going to do something, we want something in return and something of value. And uh, we see this here with Jacob. He, he, wants, he wants the birthright. He wants his own thing. Um, and that doesn't work in a team. A team, you have to be selfless. You have to, you have to give. And, of course, there's accountability. I'm not talking about accountability, but I'm saying you're not – causing people to give up stuff just so you can give, you know, of your giftings and your talents to other people. Um, so we'll go ahead and read some more about this, this really messed up family, uh, Jacob and Esau, Isaac and Rebecca. Uh, you know, that's the beautiful thing about the scriptures is they are so raw and they are so real. You do not, it is not buttered up. This is not like a Hallmark movie where, it, you know, the conflict is very minimal and you know everybody is okay and everybody treats us with respect no this is this is real life and and it shows how messed up the biblical families were so that's why i always get nervous when people sound like you know i just want to be a biblical family and i'm like really what what kind of biblical family do you want to be i mean have you read some of these families they're messed up they're really messed up um and so uh, if you're looking at what god wants a family to be well then that's a different story but when you read the scriptures these these are and this is God is with these people. He's using these people. He's very, very low bar here, low standards um, for these people. <laughs> he has a lot of mercy. He has a lot of grace. Um, and he develops people. And he, and he brings people closer together. And, and, and he does change people. Um, but here we are. So we're going to go ahead and look at Genesis chapter 27. Uh, and we're going to look at verse 1. And again, we're, we're going to read a quite a bit of scripture. But again, I, I, I feel it really portrays what, what we see here in the team. Um, verse one, when Isaac was old and his eyes were so weak that he was almost blind, 
He called his older son Esau and said to him, My son, here I am, Esau replied. Isaac said, Since I am so old, I could die at any time. Therefore, take your weapons, your quiver, your bow, and go out into the open fields and hunt down some wild game for me. Then prepare for me some tasty food, the kind I love, and bring it to me. Then I will eat it so that I may bless you before I die. Isaac is supposed to bless both his sons. He's only blessing Esau. Now, Rebekah had, had been listening while Isaac spoke to his son Esau. And when Esau went out to the fields to hunt down some wild game and bring it back, Rebekah said to her son, Jacob, look, I overheard your father tell your brother Esau, bring me some wild game and prepare for me, for me some tasty food. Then I will eat it and bless you in the presence of the Lord before I die. Now then, my son, do exactly what I tell you. So obviously we see Rebekah likes Jacob. Isaac likes Esau, Rebecca likes Jacob, and we have a divided marriage. All right, so obviously this marriage is broke. It's, it's a divided marriage. There's, there's mistrust, and it, and we, it shows in, in, in the way Jacob and Esau are treating each other. See, it, that, that's the thing about these teens is that there is, it's gotta be, there's got to be some trust there. And if there isn't, it shows. It, 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 it bleeds off when you're a leader and, and you have a lack of trust in, um, in the teammates that you have, your coworkers, uh, people sense that they, they get it really quickly. Now watch this. Um, verse nine, verse nine, go to the flock and get two of the best young goats and I'll prepare them in a tasty way for your father, just the way he loves them. So he, she's going to cook it. She goes, I know exactly the way he likes it and the way he loves it. Then we'll take it to your father. Thus, he will eat it and bless you before he dies. But Esau, my brother, is a hairy man. Jacob protested to his mother, Rebecca. And I have smooth skin. My father may touch me and then he'll think I'm mocking him and bring a curse upon myself instead of a blessing. Verse 13. So his mother told him, any curse against you will fall on me, my son. Just obey me and go and get them for me. Boy, that's pretty aggressive. Rebecca's like, I don't care. I'll take the curse. You go get the goats. Can you feel the tension here? So he went, got the goats, brought them back to his mother, and she prepared tasty food just the way his father loved it. Verse 15. Then Rebecca took her older son's Esau's best clothes, which she had with her in the house, and put them on the younger son, Jacob. Then she put skins of young goats on his hands, on the smooth parts of his neck, because we got to make sure this guy is really hairy. Verse 17. Then she handed the tasty food and the bread she had made to her son, Jacob. He went to his father and said, My father, Isaac replied, Here I am. Which are you, my son? Verse 19, Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I've done as you told me. Now sit up, eat, us, eat some of my wild game so that you can bless me. Verse 20, but Isaac asked his son, how in the world did you find it so quickly, my son? Because the Lord your God brought it to me, he replied. Then Isaac said to Jacob, my son Esau, oh, I'm sorry, come closer so I can touch you, my son, 
and know for certain that you really are my son, Esau. Because remember, this is still Jacob's voice. So Jacob went over to his, father's, uh, his father Isaac, who felt him, and said, The voice is Jacob's, but the hands are Esau's. He did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So Isaac blessed Jacob. So he finally felt him and said, maybe th this is Isaac. I'm sorry, this is Esau. Then he asked, are you really my son Esau? And look what Jacob says, I am. He lied to his father. You don't lie to your father. You tell him the truth. And Jacob replied, verse 25, Isaac said, bring some of the wild game for me to eat my son, and then I will bless you. So Jacob brought it to him and he ate it. And he also brought him wine and Isaac drank. Then his father, Isaac said to him, come here and kiss me, my son. Cause he wanted to smell him just, just to be sure. So Jacob went over, kissed him. And when Isaac caught the scent of his clothes, he blessed them saying, Yes, my son smells like the scent of an open field, which the Lord has blessed. May God give you the dew of the sky, the richness of the earth, and plenty of grain and new wine. May people serve you, and may nations bow down to you. You will be Lord over your brothers, and the sons of your mother will bow down to you. May those who curse you be cursed, and those who bless you be blessed. As Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, and Jacob had scarcely left his father's presence. So he's just, he's just leaving his father's presence as he gets out the door, leaving the, the, the hall when his brother Esau returns from the hunt. They probably hit each other. What are you doing in here? Get out of here, pal. And he comes up to his father. He's, and he prepared some tasty food, brought it to his father. And he said to him, my father, get up, eat some of your son's wild game. Then you can bless me. Or verse 32. And his father, Isaac, asked, who are you? I'm your firstborn son. He replied, Esau, it's me, Esau. Isaac began to shake violently and asked, then who else hunted game and brought it to me? I ate all of it just before you arrived, and I blessed him. And he will indeed be blessed. He shakes violently. I have been betrayed. Trust has been broken. Someone has lied. Verse 34. When Esau heard his father's words, he wailed loudly and bitterly. He said to his father, bless me too, my father. But Isaac replied, your brother came in here deceitfully and took away your blessing. And Esau exclaimed, Jacob is the right name for him. He has tricked me up and he has taken advantage of me. That's what he has done. And Esau exclaimed, Jacob's right hand killed uh, okay, I know. Kill Bubba. Bubba has to speak right now. Can you please give Bubba a second? Yeah. Excuse me, one second. I I need you. Yes, yeah, so you go. Go outside, please.
Uh, all right. Verse, verse 36. Esau exclaimed, Jacob is the right name for him. He has tripped me up two times. He took away my birthright, which we just read about. And now look, he has taken away my blessing. Then he asked, have you not kept back a blessing for me? Isaac replied to Esau, look, I've made him Lord over you. I have made all his relatives, his servants, provided him with grain and new wine. What is left? I can give to you, my son. Esau tests his father, do you just have only that one blessing, my father? Bless me too. Then Esau wept loudly. This is kind of a tragic incident, right? There's definitely a breakup of this team. What Jacob did was not right. He took away Isaac's blessing. And let's just be let's just be fair. Isaac wasn't doing the right thing either. He wasn't modeling a proper team. Him and Rebecca were divided. I don't know what happened. I don't know if somehow when they went down to Egypt, Rebecca and Isaac and Isaac didn't want to get killed and said, you know, Rebecca's my sister, which is the half truth. And, you know, Rebecca was taken into Pharaoh's harem and was snatched away. And then finally he had to go back and get her. And God said, go get Rebecca. And he takes Rebecca. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, they, maybe, maybe the marriage broke from that part. Maybe it was cold and, and maybe there was division in the household and they didn't respect each other. They didn't trust each other. And obviously it shows because look at the way the kids are treating each other, right? Because, because you remember we, we, it's family systems theory. What, you know, your, your relationships, you look at your parents and your peers and, and uh, that, that's kind of how it all, it, it all influences you. And if we see this broken team, Isaac and Rebecca, this is a broken marriage. Um, it, this is not a healthy marriage. I just want to make sure we understand this. This is that they're both have their own favorites and they're both competing against each other. They should be both united, supporting each child and their uniqueness. Jacob should be respecting his older brother and should be helping his brother with preparing the meal for his blessing. Um, Isaac should have heard the prophecy when Jacob was born and, and been more aware of that instead of just going to his favorites, right? He should have done what God told him. And God told him Jacob was supposed to get the blessing, not Isaac. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Rebecca was following the will of God and and making sure that it was Isaac and not um, not Esau who got the blessing, because that's what the prophecy said when they were both born. Um, but again, it's 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 a divided household. It's a broken broken household, and we see there's a broken relationship between Jacob and Esau. And this is very common in our world. We we see this all the time when there's death and. As, as a chaplain, when I would see a death and I would walk in and um, I don't know what I was walking into. It was either a, it was a, either a very united family or it was a very dysfunctional, fractured family where people haven't seen each other for decades. And now they have to be there because of a death. And so, you know, there's this very um, strange relationships and awkwardness. And, and obviously the team is broken because of trust, a lack of trust. However, that trust is... Um, divvied out. And we see here that that fed into Jacob and Esau's relationship. And they both did not trust each other. Um, I have a brother. I have a younger brother. Uh, his name is Armand. And he's, he's, he's 
He's way taller than me. Um, when I was younger, um, I, and I've told you guys this story before, but I, I think it's appropriate here. But when I was younger, I, um, I, was, I got into a huge fight with my brother and uh, I was whooping him. He'll tell you, he'll, and from his perspective, I, he was whipping me, but I'm pretty sure I was winning. Um, and, and I remember we were just going at each other and uh, we were teenagers and um, my dad walked in on us and my dad doesn't discipline, you know, my mom is kind of disciplinary and my dad doesn't really discipline that much. Um, he does, he does step in when things get pretty crazy. Um, but that day, we saw another side of my dad that we have not seen before. <laughs> he grabbed both me and my brother, pulled us aside. And man, I've never seen him so mad. And he said, what are you doing? And I'm not going to tell you what we're fighting about because it's so embarrassing. Um, it, it, it was, it was, it was something so minute, but I, I'm not even going to tell you what it was because it's so embarrassing. But we were fighting over this, something ridiculous. And my dad is just like, what are you doing? And he's looking at me and I'm just like, well, well, it's not my fault. He started it. He said, that's your brother. You're supposed to take care of him. I'm so disappointed in you. And I remember he walked away. And I was so mad. I'm like, well, I'm not the one who started it. And, and, it, and it was a lesson I learned. It was a principle I learned. I need to treat my brother with respect. I need to wish and hope and help that he gets the best from me without having anything in return. <laughs> That's essentially what it was. And, and I, I'm so grateful my dad did that because it was, it was a kind of, it was like this light ball moment where I, I changed. Cause I was, I was a really selfish brother. I was a really bad brother. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, Jesus, Jesus does amazing work, folks. Jesus does amazing work, but I was a really bad brother. And so I, I, I you know, I, I changed my tune a little bit with my dad. And then once I got into church, it, it, it's just like the Bible just reinforced what my dad said was, no, you need to take care of your brother. So when I read this story about these two brothers, Jacob and Esau, it, 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 it's kind of sad because it, that, that's not how it's supposed to be. They're not supposed to be at each other's throats. They're not supposed to be showing this. The parents, one, are not supposed to be showing this favoritism. One is better than the other and, and being very blatant and blunt and open and vulgar about it and, 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 and provocative of like, I like you and I just don't like you. You know, I mean, that's just a very unhealthy, broken, broken family. Um, and of course, this, this, this feeds into Jacob's kids and you'll see that, you know, with the story of Joseph. But it's, it's this continuation, but this, this brokenness, this, the team has been broken. They don't trust each other. They don't believe that they have the best intentions. And, and I think that's so critical for a team is that teams have to have the best intentions for each other. And even if there is a miscommunication and even if it doesn't make sense and even if they seem like they're way off, we need to give our team members the benefit of the doubt that they have the best intentions. And that has always been how I've strived to have my relationship with my brother. I, I hope he has the best intentions. And you know what? He does. Sometimes he's off and he's wrong. Sometimes I'm wrong. But we have the best intentions for each other. And we, 
we call each other frequently. Um, a very close relationship. And uh, part of it is because of my dad and the other part is because of Jesus, reinforcing that. Um, but again, we see this, this broken relationship. Now, this isn't a sad story um, because we find that once Jacob goes to Laban and gets married and finds Rachel and Leah um, and has a bunch of kids and eventually has to leave because it was causing all kinds of problems with Laban. Um, he hears Esau's coming with 400 men and, and Jacob doesn't know. Cause remember with a trust, when you have trust with one another, you have the best intentions. You give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, th that's not the case with this relationship. There's trust has been broken and you don't give the benefit of the doubt. You, um, you know, the, the idea of accepting someone as honest or deserving of trust, even though there are doubts about their actions. Um, and Jacob doesn't trust it. So he's, he's praying to God. He's, he's, he wrestles with an angel and, and God, now watch this. God restores their relationship. Cause, cause I'll be frank. Esau come with 400 men. That is not good intentions. All right. Esau was coming to kill Jacob and to kill his children and to kill his wives and to steal his herds. That was his prime motivation. Cause let's be, let's be frank. Jacob took everything, the birthright, the blessing, and he said it had nothing, none of that. Um, and so God restores this relationship so that finally when he meets Esau, they hold each other, they embrace each other. And, 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 and Jacob is just amazed. That's the cool thing about God. You know, we're, look, we're looking at teams and we're looking at some of these important characteristics, but we also have to remember that, that God plays a central role in these teams. That God restored that relationship where Jacob and Esau were able to embrace. And the 400 men came there to help Jacob be able to move all his livestock and back home, back to Israel. Um, so, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's a really, really, it, 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 it does end well. It ends well. And, and it's a good way to spin off uh, next week um, as we look at these positive attributes and these positive teams um, and seeing you know, some of those characteristics and, and how important it is to, you know, to have trust. Trust is very important in a team. Trusting your teammates, knowing that you have their back and giving them the benefit of the doubt. Each one is incredibly important. Um, and it's amazing that God can restore relationships. Um, you know, you just pray and just pray, God, help me and restore these, these broken relationships. And, you know, let's just be frank. I'm sure there's never an innocent party. Um, I think everybody's guilty when these, these relationships break, whatever these relationships are, these teams are. Um, but that's the beautiful thing about God is that he can help and restore some of those relationships and, um, and, you know, heal. Ultimately, that's kind of what we're doing, right? That's what the whole gospel is. It's about healing broken relationships versus healing the relationship with Jesus, uh, you and Jesus. And then ultimately it's healing the relationship with humanity, with our brothers and sisters, because there's a lot of mistrust. There's a lot of doubt. Um, we don't know if we always have the best intentions. People have the best intentions. We think people are out to get us. And um, some people are. 
but in the body of Christ, that should not be the case. Um, we should all build each other up, be excited for one another. When someone is blessed, uh, when someone is weeping, we should weep with them. Um, again, we should support one another. And ultimately, that's, a, that's part of being a team, right? Let's go ahead and pray. Jesus, we love you. God, we worship you. You are such a great God. Um, so glad, Lord, that you have been with us here on this hot Saturday. Um, excited, Lord, as, as restrictions continue to come off. And Lord, we're able to celebrate and be with people and um, celebrate birthdays. And uh, so glad for Jesus. I know it's Leah's birthday today. We give her a birthday shout out. And, and Lord, for all those who are able to go. And God, also for, for all that you're doing in our midst. Um, I pray, Lord, that we can grasp some of these important principles, Jesus, and, and apply them, God, in our lives um, with our family and in the body of Christ. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us. Again, newarkupc.info. That's where all our information is. If you're a first-time guest, please, uh, please fill out your information. Let us, let us get to connect with you. Uh, we are a, an amazing church. Uh, I'm not biased at all. Uh, I think uh, it's probably one of the best churches you'll ever see and be with. Um, we're very kind, very welcoming, um, and we're a, a safe place for people to grow and to work out their um, whatever baggage and trauma they have from other places. And uh, that's the cool thing about Newark is that we are a hospital and we, um, we help restore people. Uh, through Jesus and, and, and bring him back to a right relationship, not just with him, but also with, with humanity, with the body of Christ. Um, you get to be part of that. It's so cool. It's so cool. Been here for seven years uh, and I, I don't regret it. I've been, it's been a wonderful thing. Um, so please connect with us, like and share us um, and please with us tomorrow as um, around seven and um, just, just wait folks. We're, the summer, summer's always going to go fast. And before you know it, we'll be together and things will be back to normal. And I'm, I'm being serious. It's, we're, we're, we're almost there. We're almost there. The, the light is blazing at the end of the tunnel. So, uh, but thank you so much. God bless you. Looking forward to being with you folks um, online tomorrow. Thank you.